Hi, I'm Marshall Ramsey. For years, I've drawn the most interesting people in Mississippi. Now, I get to interview them, too. Welcome to Conversations Podcast, where I sit down with the famous and folks who should be famous, and we just talk. Fighting cancer is one of life's toughest burdens, not only because of the grueling medical procedures or stress heaped on our families, our jobs, our pocketbooks, too, but also because of the fear that comes with the unknown and the challenge of confronting our own mortality. Today, our guest knows all too well the strain on life caused by serious illness. Vanessa Cousin is a three-time breast cancer survivor who has chronicled her life and experience in a book, I've Been Through the Valley, But God. Vanessa, thanks for being here. It's good to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Marshall. I'm glad to be here. Now, I'm, I'm class of 2001. You're class of 2003. That's when your cancer was first diagnosed, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. 2003, 35 years old. Wow, 35. So that's young. 35. I, yeah, I was 33. And, yeah. you know, you're thinking, wait, wait a minute. This happens to people that are older. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And uh, to, to find out at that young age, uh, being a, I was a single parent, yeah. had a small child. Oh, wow. It just kind of it threw me for a loop. And I, I'll be honest with you, Marshall, I thought, OK, why me? Yeah. Wh why me? I have uh, five other siblings. They're all older. I'm the baby girl. Yeah. I was it was all why me? I, I thought somebody oh, women older got this, yeah. not somebody young. My life is just starting. And all of these other things run through your mind of. What am I going to do? How long am I going to Oh, I'm about to die. Yeah. But uh, I'm still here. 15 You're still here. Year, 15 years plus and, and two recurrences with stage four. I'm still here. Yeah, you've, you've obviously got a purpose because you've done such a great job paying your blessings forward. Thank you. On that. And we'll talk about Thank that you. a little bit, Thank too. You. But tell us a little bit about, you know, because I remember exactly the moment when, because I had melanoma. Mine wasn't breast cancer, but exactly. I had melanoma. It was a little different, but I remember exactly where I was, the time, the phone call. Tell us about what happened with you. I was actually working at Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Really? Well, welcome home. <laughs> Thank you. But I, uh, I was working here as a front, at the front desk as mm -hmm. a receptionist, and uh I got a call, and I went and had it had the check had it checked out. And when I went to the facility to have it checked out, Marshall, we actually came back here and had a big celebration because the about a week went by, and in the mail I I had the mammogram done, my first mammogram, and there it was that that letter that we all hoped for. Yeah, dear Miss Cousin, benign. Everything good. Everything good. So we came back here and actually went in the boardroom and. Uh, celebrate it. Well, did, had, you, had you found a lump? Is that what I happened? I had. Yeah. I had actually found a lump. A lump that, mind you, had been there since my senior year of high school. So they've been following it kind of thing. No. No? Nobody had. Wow. I didn't tell anyone, Marshall, because I was afraid. Yeah. Uh, my mom, uh, I had a, actually had a breast cancer history in my family. Okay. My mom was a two-time breast cancer uh, survivor, and then her sister she was a survivor. I had a grandmother yeah. who died from a form, some form of cancer. And so I didn't want to know. You may have been there where yes. you were in a state of denial. Yes. So for years, for years, I held on to that and I didn't say anything. But one morning, while actually getting ready to come to work here, mm -hmm. as I was getting dressed, I saw that the lump under my right arm had actually gotten larger over the years oh, wow. and kind of started to protrude, if you will. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? 
but I didn't want it, didn't let it touch me. Right. I was like, okay, I always heard, okay, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, okay? It's like that toothache that's there. You know you have a cavity. You know you need to get some help. You, need, you know you need to see a dentist, but you just go ahead until it really starts aching or you get an abscess. And this is how I was, and I just went ahead, took my bath, went on like normal, just dismissed it. But I didn't want to think about it. But thank God I had a dear friend who's mm-hmm. still my best friend today, Sheila. I mentioned it to Sheila. And when I mentioned that to Sheila on my drive to, I think cell phones had just come out. Because yeah. I was on, on 55 and I called her and I said, girl, you know what? I, that, I found a lump on me and it's been there. She said, what? And she goes into panic mode. She's a nurse. And she said, Vanessa, if you don't take yourself to the doctor right now, make an appointment get it checked. And so that's where it all started. And plus she threatened me. She said, if you don't, I'm going to call Miss Lillian, which was my mother. And I didn't want to do, I didn't want her to do that. So I got the mammogram done and got that letter back. And the letter told me that it was benign. So then I opened up to my parents. That's when I told them. It's like, oh, I had a mammogram done, all excited, having no idea that my mom was going to say, uh-uh, no, baby girl, you're going, you're going to see a specialist. You're going to have a biopsy done. And I'm like, mother, no. But but the 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 uh, the paperwork. The, yeah. the, it says it's uh, the percentage is high. I don't have it. You know. She's like, we're going to make sure. We're going to make sure. And sure enough, we did the biopsy. Came back, and I had stage one. Wow. Breast cancer, and I had to have a uh, lumpectomy done. And at that point, I'm wondering, oh my gosh. Here I am, I'm 35 years old. I want a, a love life. I really yeah. do. How are people going to look at me now? Right. What are they going to think funny? of me? Yeah. I know. I mean, well, how are they going to look at me now? Yeah. I'm, I'm, they're going to look at me like something. Be honest. I thought, okay, you look all right, but now you're going to be, they're going to look at you like some kind of type of freak. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've that got a was, scar on my back that long. Exactly. I understand. I've had people stare you, at it, you know. You, you're going to be, I thought about that. You're going to be stared at. Oh, and, and then there's the process of, okay, now where do we go from yeah. here? Where do we go from it's here? It's scary. It is very scary. You know. And my main thought at the time was, I won't be here for my child. Yeah. And at the time, he was eight years old. I didn't know how to tell him or right. what to tell him. So I started buying books and reading books and talking to social workers and talking to doctors and talking to others that had been through it. Uh, Googling. <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah, that's, that's never good. <laughs> no, no, no. Never good. Because then you find out you have leprosy okay, too. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now I have all these other things going on. Right. What do I do? So I, I stopped doing all of that and I started praying. I was like, Lord, yeah. you... You allowed this mm-hmm. to happen to me, and there's a reason behind it. I actually can remember Marshall walking out, st- out outdoors here, and I had actually started smoking at the time. Went outside, I smoked and I, I puffed and I cried, puffed and I cried. And you I were came self-medicating. Back oh, I was self-medicating big time. I was like, okay, Lord, why me? I said, you're going to have to help send me some help. See, that's the thing. I don't think people realize that, that when you're going through cancer, it's more than just the physical stuff. Oh, yeah, It's the mental stuff, it's too. It's the mental stuff. It is so much. That's such a huge part of, yeah. part of it. I came back in and I said, 
God works, he works fast. Yeah. He works fast. Now, he wasted no time with me that day. I came in inside, walked inside. I said, Lord, you're going to have to send me some help. When I sat down at that front desk, a lady came through the door. I had no, I'd never seen her in my life. And we had readers coming through here all the time. Mm-hmm. But this lady was, she was new and, you know, I had never seen her before. She greeted me. I was drying my eyes. And then I broke down and started having my little pity party. And she looked at me and she said, you're pretty. And I looked at her and I was like, ma'am, thank you, but I don't feel pretty. She said, I've been where you're going. I'm like, okay, what? And she said, you see here and here. Yeah. Now she has my attention. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I had a double mastectomy. And I stopped by to tell you that you're going to be okay. Wow. Y- yes. How did she that know? Happens. Okay. Yeah. But God. Yeah. <laughs> but God. I about to say, where were her? Did you see her wings? I mean. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. She left. We exchanged numbers. Mm-hmm. She contacted me. She asked me, when was my, when was my surgery? I told her. She left me an angel, a guardian angel. I'm not going to cry. My makeup yeah. is, is good, yeah. right? I'm not going to cry. But it touches me. I still have that little angel on my mantle today that I believe. I believe in angels. I believe in miracles. And that for me, that just, oh, it did something for my spirit. It lifted me. I I no longer, I I did, I did it. What is it? A 180? (laughs) That's what I did because I was like, okay, it's confirmed. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to have to go through some things. I'm on this journey. But I'm not on a, in and alone, and I'm not about to die. God has greater things for me to do. Yeah. And that was just at that moment. We stayed in contact, Marshall. And do you know, the day of my surgery, as I, when I woke up from anesthesia, my sister told me, she said, a lady came by. She said it was a Caucasian lady. I didn't get her name, Vanessa. And I was groggy and everything. And she said, she left this piece, Lily, for you. And she described her to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. She left it. I haven't seen her since. Really? Yes. Well, I hope she's watching this. Oh, yeah. I do, too. I do, too. Wow. Yeah, but that she was just, huge for me. That's amazing that she knew. Yes, she knew. And I believe in my heart, with all of my heart, that God sent her, and he sent her right on time. I, I stood outside five minutes before yeah. and asked him to send me some help. Yeah. And then I told him, I said, I said, God, you know I believe in you. You know there are two things that I enjoy doing and that I always have. That's singing and, and speaking to people. Mm-hmm. And today, I had no idea. Over 15 years ago, I wasn't doing it. Right. But today, I'm doing just those two things with what I've been through. Right. God is using that. And you've written a book. Of course, and I've written te- a book. And to tell your story, you told it well. Thank it, you. You know, and, and I, and I got to tell you, just from my experience, and of course, my, my cancer is a little different just because on mine, they just cut it out and then pray it doesn't come back. Right. But I had anxiety really bad. Right. And, and we did like a 5K race, a friend of mine who lost his dad to melanoma. I mean, right. melanoma is like the crack on your windshield. If you don't get it real quick, it'll okay. spread and it'll kill you within three months. It's a really wow. fast cancer. He lost his dad. We did that. We did a 5K. And after 10 years of doing that 5K, I figured out something. And this is something, that's one thing I love about your story and I liked about the book. If you can help other people mm-hmm. get through what you've been through right. to help them walk through your journey. Right. 
it'll heal you. Exactly. But you don't do it to heal you. You no. do it to heal them. Exactly. It is. It was a therapy for me. And that's me. you. I mean, that's, that's been your life. You. I, I, I love it. I yeah. love what I do. I don't mind. Today, I live with metastatic breast cancer. Yeah. I live with it. It is spread to my skull, my liver, my spine, my chest wall, and both my hips. Yeah. You know, but I'm in remission. But yeah. the reason I say I live with it is because unlike before, I'll forever take treatments. I actually leave here after this taping to go get uh, more tests done. More tests. Uh, for every month, I take three shots. Wow. To keep me, uh, you know, keep me going. Keep you going. But I'll take it. I'll does it, take does it. the medicine make you tired or anything like that? Or? It does make me tired. Yeah. Uh, and it also has a very, um, it's very sensitive to the bones. Yeah. So you saw me come in on a cane. You got a really cool cane. Thank it's, you. It looks like a candy cane. <laughs> Very, you cannot, very seasonal. You know, you can thank you, Marshall, but you can't have a bite of that. No. No, I would one. probably crack okay? a tooth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but yes, thank you. I, yeah. uh, it's, it's like there's an aching in the bones, in yeah. my joints, and it's more of an arthritis type of, of pain. Uh, but more than that, I'm, I'm good. I really am. Yeah. I've had to change my lifestyle. Right. Of course. Uh, lower shoes. Uh, not, I can't run. I wish I could. I used yeah. to, I ran track. Not, I'm sure I couldn't. That'd be no, no match for you. But. Uh, yes, you would. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm really <laughs> slow. Think, think turtle. Think yeah. turtle? Okay. Yeah. All right. But I, I did. I ran track. And so those, there are things that I miss. Yeah. I, um, I have to watch the way I walk, the way I sit. Uh, I can't bend. I can't right. stand too long. I can't walk too long. So there are things, and I'm sure you can relate to some of those. It would be really easy for you to just focus on that stuff and just sit there and, like you mentioned, that pity party. Right. And just say, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. But that doesn't seem to be, you seem to be like, okay, no, this is what I can do. This is what I can do. Yeah. And that's, that's what I speak about. And, and I, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted part of the concept to be in my book. Right. I don't care where you are down in the valley, and everybody knows that a valley is a low, low place. Low place, yeah. No matter where you are on your journey, storm, whatever you call it, uh, no matter where you are, God is there, and he's able and willing to lift you. He's yeah. not going to leave you, right. and he'll never forsake you. He says that in his word, and I know it to be true. I'm, a, I'm living proof that no medicines, no, no, no surgeries, None of that, no family history, none of that can end your life, right. okay? You won't leave until God is ready for your, for your journey to be over, okay? That now, I say that, but I also say this, there, and I mention it in the book, there are some battles that we can bring upon ourselves. Several of those you read about in my book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, tell us a few of those battles, because I think, yeah. Because what? I think that's important to the whole story. It's, it's very you, important. You wouldn't be sitting here right now if you hadn't had those. Exactly. And I'm, I thank God for allowing me to make that bed, as my parents used to say. You make that bed, you have to lie in it. I thank him for allowing me to go through those battles right. because it's taught me and brought me to the place where I am today. It's completed me. And God reminded me, I wanted, Marshall, for this book to be a total memoir. Right. on breast cancer. That's all it was supposed to be. But that was I. 
And, and we can sometimes get caught up in, in I. And I'm glad today that I'm not that way. Right. He changed that. And when I got to the end of the book, he reminded me that, Vanessa, hey, you who pull the mask off, breast cancer wasn't the only battle that you've overcome. I brought you through some other things. And I'm like, no, Lord, I'm, I don't want to share those. He said, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about the blessing that others that are going through those or similar circumstances right. are going to receive from it. And I want you to share it. So I opened up and I told about the relationship that I shouldn't have been in. I told about the the, the love for money that I had. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought I was a casino queen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but God, he delivered and changed my life. Yeah. He transformed me and into the person I am today. And I had to go through those things. Yeah. Because And that's what he does. He allows us to go through uh, these battles in our lives and not knowing we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but we can believe that with God, all things are possible. And at the end of it, there's you're going to rejoice in it. And that's what I'm doing today. You had your primary in, in 2003. How long till you had your first recurrence? Recurrence, it was eight years. Eight years. Eight what years. happened? Well, I mean, you said you were stage one. Was it in your exactly. lymph nodes? I mean, that's... It was not in my lymph nodes. Was node. it a particularly aggressive form of, of breast cancer? No, it was not. It was not. It was not in my lymph nodes. And like I said, I stayed. I yeah. did... Uh, and they did a sentinel node biopsy on you and all that? Yeah. I did the chemo. So. I did the, the radiation. Right. And I was done. You know, I went back for follow-up, for follow-up sure. checkups and everything. And... I found, I started being off balance in, yeah. in two, around about 2011, uh, in the, in the fall, I started being off balance in my left hip. Mm -hmm. And I just, once again, trying to diagnose ourselves, I was like, oh, oh, Arthur, well, arthritis, yeah. there it is. And my sister, we had gone out of town and to Lafayette, Louisiana, my sister said to me, she's like, Vanessa? Are you okay, baby? Are you okay? You're limping. And it did really, Marshall, it really uh, overtaken me. I was like, like hobbling with it. It was bad. And, but I wasn't concerned. Mm -hmm. I just chalked it up to be arthritis. Kept going. And I said, oh, it's nothing. Because at the time, my mindset was, and here's a, here's a little bit of, in the book, though the book is about me, Marshall, there are also some little hidden educational things there. Right. There's some tidbits of education there that I want readers to receive from it. For me, I didn't, unlike others that might be out there, I didn't realize that breast cancer could still be breast cancer and go to another part of the body. Metastasize. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't understand what remission was. Right. I thought when the doctor said in 2005, you're in remission, it's gone. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. I don't have to worry anymore. Well, I mean, I'm you done. were five years out. That's exactly. usually your traditional. OK, nice exactly. knowing you. So yeah. I'll just come back and I'm done. But knowing and having lived through it yeah. and being educated, because that's where it starts, being educated. We have to educate not only ourselves, but other people as well to know that, to let them know. It doesn't just stop here. You got to go for checkups and you need to know that being in remission doesn't necessarily right. mean 
that it won't you won't have a reoccurrence. Right. And so for me, um, I went to see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Went to see because I was hurting, dumb, hurting in my hip. I went to see an orthopedic doctor. Yeah, right. Okay. So I go and see him, and they do numerous MRIs and CAT, CAT scans. Nothing. It what? showed. I tell you what it did show. What's that? Degenerative disc disease. Really? Yes. So I was treated with Celebrex. And you were young too. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I was treated with Celebrex, and it did. It did make the pain a little less, but it didn't solve the problem. Right. It still continued. And one day, uh, while leaving the doctor's office, I was actually about to go and have a partial hip replacement. What? Do you believe it? And didn't even know what was going on with me. Wow. Imagine, Marshall, had I done that. You wouldn't be talking to me right Exactly. Now. Here's the thing. I mean, you're, you're touching something that's really important, and I hope people who are watching get this. Number one, you took charge of your own health. Yes. But it, it's, it's like for me, in my situation, I kept saying, oh, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong. The doctors mm-hmm. would say that, but I had this gut feeling that something was wrong. Right. So I kept pursuing it. Exactly. But there are a lot of people that are kind of afraid of doctors. Exactly, yeah. It's like, I, no, they're there to help you. They're, they're good folks. They they're are, busy, they are, but they're, they're good. They're busy. Right. Yes, they're busy. But it sounds like you finally, when, you know, on the hip thing, you were just like, this isn't help. I got to get some other help. I got to get some other help. It starts with being proactive. Right. All a part of being proactive. That same day, now I'm two weeks out from having a partial hip replacement. Yeah. I looked at my sister that thought, and I know it was God, that little voice that was coming out of St. Dominic's, and that voice said, go across to the cancer center. I looked at my sister, and we're both looking at each other yeah. because we, we're thinking the same thing, but neither of us want to say what the possibility might be. Right. Now, I'm not thinking breast cancer. I'm thinking bone cancer. Right. So I said, oh, my God. And we looked at each other. She grabbed me, and she said, I looked at her, and I said, Marianne, I want to go across to the cancer center. So we go across to St. Dominic's, and sure enough, a nurse was walking there that had treated my mother some years before, Aunt Mary, and she came by, and we let the window down, and yeah. I said, Mary, I said, I've got a question for you, and she said, what is it, Miss Cousin? I said, if I had um, a form of cancer, what test would I need to take that would be show me without a shadow of a doubt that it was cancer? Mm-hmm. She said, get a PET, and I was like, a PE? I said, PET? She said, yes. She called the the technical name for it, which I still can't say. I'm getting one today. But that, I went back, told the surgeon that's what I wanted to do. My oncologist ordered it, and bingo, that's what found it. And you're just like, okay, here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. And all I was saying, let's go, Dr. Graham. Right. Let's go, Dr. Graham, whatever it takes. See, I think your attitude is a big reason why you're here, too. That's Thank huge. You. But, yeah. you know, and then, of course, you beat it back and then comes back again. Exactly. But you're like, you know what? I'll beat it back again. I'll, I'll beat it back again. To me, it was like, so the second recurrence was not as bad. Yeah. It attacked the right hip. Right. But because of being proactive and, and, and been here before. Right. Okay. Right. You're not thinking, I'm, oh, I've got, you know. Exactly. I've got I'm thinking, okay, here we go again. Let's go. Uh, I, I give anything three days. Right. If it's not better in three days, I'm seeing a doctor. And that's what I did. I called yeah. Dr. Graham. He jumped right on it. And we caught it. 
went back for radiation, no more, no more chemo radiation. And since then, I've been taking, uh, I get uh, hormone shots for my bones. Mm -hmm. I take an exgeva shot for my bones. And I have these dreadful hot flashes. And I think you said you have them, too. Oh, yeah. Just, uh -huh. just to be good just, to my guests. Just to be good to the guests. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I get those from the medication. And but it's okay. But you can live with it. I can live with it. I asked Dr. Graham, I said, Dr. Graham, what can I take? Yeah. He said, you can't get anything. You can get a bigger fan. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, 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 a part of, it's a part of my life. It's a part of my life. In the last couple of minutes we've got here, I mean, obviously, talk a little bit about the things that you do to help other people. Because uh -huh. you're very busy. Wow. Uh, Marshall, I try to volunteer as much as I can. I'm involved, as you know, with the American Cancer mm -hmm. Society. I'm involved with Susan G. Coleman. I'm involved with the Department of Health, uh, just various organizations. Uh, and then I'm doing my own thing just in the community. Yeah. I'm that one that I want to be out in the community helping others and, and giving them, being a beacon of hope right. for others that, that have to either will go through this or that are going through this. So that's, that's what I do. I do inspirational speaking. Uh, inspirational singing, you name it, I, I'll try it. <laughs> See, I tried the inspirational singing part, and it didn't work so well. Oh, it was more like on. everybody's like screaming and crying, like gnashing of teeth. I don't think so. <laughs> but you do, and, but you do, and I mean, like I said, you get to actually um, bump into people that are where you were in 2003. Exactly. And you kind of get to hold them the hand, and that's the thing. If you would have known then what you know now. Oh wow, gosh. Yeah. But I, I'm But so you can blessed. do that for other people. Exactly. I got You um, can be that angel I came to you. Thank you. I hope that's what I am. Yeah. I, I hope that's what I am. I actually got a call from St. Dominic's, one of the nurses there, uh, the nurse navigators called yeah. me and it warms my heart that out of all the nurses they could call, the doctors they could call, when they have a young woman mm -hmm. that has been newly diagnosed with breast cancer that needs somebody to walk beside her, they call me and uh I'm blessed that I'm that I can be that angel. Vanessa, I've been blessed that you come in today and, and join <laughs> us. And, you know, I hope everything goes well today, oh, which I know it, it will. You it got will. it. You it got will. this. I got it. I got this. You one. got this one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Marsha. It's uh, been a pleasure. I'm Marshall Ramsey. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to this podcast to be updated on new episodes. Conversations is produced by Mississippi Public Broadcasting.